The G.I. Journal goes to press. Yes, sir, it's the G.I. Journal again, your radio newspaper of the A.E.F., the paper that prints all the jokes and poems sent in by you men overseas. Men, it's long been standard order of procedure for a great singer to have range, diction, volume, and style. Today, it's my rare privilege to present a singer who really went out of channels on all those directives. Your editor-in-chief for this edition, Bing Crosby. Hi, Amen. And thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and thanks, Harry Mitchell, for that brief orientation lecture on the SOP. Men, this is your five-star final, and standing by your five-star reporters. There's lovely Phyllis Brooks reading your letters to the editor, Ransom Sherman in charge of the poems, Mel Blank, the one-man crowd, old sad sack. Then there's Arthur Q. Bryan, Harry Mitchell, and of course our star outside reporter, Professor Colonna, who ought to be calling in with a big story right now. Hello? Hello, Chief. This is Kelowna. I'm overseas with the Corps. Good for you. Shh, quiet. A beautiful blonde is walking past us. Hey, what kind of a Corps do you call that? Signal Corps. <laughs> Taking a peep at the weather forecast in the old G.I.J., we find it reads, Great Day. This should prove happy tidings for Lieutenant Merwin Hunt and his whole fortress crew, who hit us with a request for the same. John Scott, if you please. <laughs> When you're down and out, lift up your head and shout, there's gonna be a great day. Angels in the sky promise that by and by, there's gonna be a great day. Gabriel will warn you some early morn, we'll hear his horn. It's not far away Hold up your hand and say There's gonna be a great day When skies were dark Came Noah's Ark When lions roared Came Daniel's Lord Some very fine poems just came in for our views from the muses. Well, clever, clever indeed, Editor Ransom Sherman. Lay them right in jar. I will, Bing Crosby. The first one is from Private Jack Ruffin. I wish I was a little egg away up in a tree. I wish I was a little egg as rotten as could be. And when a KP pusher would start to yell at me, 
I throw my rotten little self and splash all over he. <laughs> now, let's get down to some of the lighter stuff, eh? You mean the yoke? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Well, Leon Petronik aboard a destroyer, said it. Wee Willy Winky ran through the town, upstairs, downstairs, in his nightgown. Air raid warden, probably. Leave, <laughs> Leave us hope so, more. From Sergeant Bud Solon, overseas. Two sweethearts walk down a quiet street. She trips, he whispers softly, careful, sweet. Now married, they walk the self-same street. She trips again, he growls, pick up your clumsy feet. Well, don't look at me. <laughs> Next? <laughs> I sure will. From Corporal Phil Florence, there was a young private of Natchez whose ODs were always in patches. When comment arose on the state of his clothes, he drawled, when I itches, I scratches. <laughs> well, that's a powerful piece, Corporal. Look, men, as we just have demonstrated, if you'll send us a poem, we'll print it up for you. Address your poems to G.I. Journal, Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. Hello, Hope. You're a little off the beam, Colonna. This isn't Hope. It's not. No, but it's someone who appears with him in pictures. Someone you like better than Hope. Oh, <laughs> didn't recognize your voice, Dorothy. <laughs> Colonna, this isn't Lamour, and it isn't old Noodle Snoodle either. This is Crosby, and I sent you out for a story about our big guns. Well, Chief, I am overseas with an artillery unit, and these big guns are really amazing. They've got one big gun that's so big, two people can fit right in the barrel. Oh, Colonna, that's ridiculous. It's impossible for two people to fit inside a gun barrel. It is? Yes. Shall we get out, honey? <laughs> Now, uh, come here. Come, Colonna. What have you got to report about those big guns? Oh, I don't have to bother making a report on these big guns, Chief. Why not? They make a loud report themselves. <laughs> loud report themselves, oh, see? drop the net. <laughs> Hope gave me that joke. He's trying to louse you up. <laughs> You're the worst reporter I ever saw, Colonna. I told you to get a story about those artillery outfits. Well, that's a tough assignment, Chief. Yeah? Those big guns make a terrible noise. I can't stand that noise. Well, why don't you put your fingers in your ears? Well, I tried that yesterday. What happened? Fingertips touched. <laughs> Colonna, if your fingertips touch, that means your head is entirely empty. There's nothing there but a vacancy. Only one in the entire Los Angeles area, too. <laughs> what are you doing now, Colonna? I'm over here firing a machine gun, and I've got a great idea. Instead of suspenders, I wear the ammunition belt around me. Instead of suspenders, you wear the ammunition belt? Why is that such a good idea? In case you forget to reload, your pants fall down. <laughs> But I'm uh, now conducting a very important experiment. Are you really? Ah, uh, yes, it is. Well, I've got two shells from a big gun, and I'm banging them together to see how much force it takes to explode them. Don't do that, Colonna. All in the interest of science, you know. Colonna, you're a stupid moron. So what do you know? Now I'm a blasted idiot. Skimming through the classified, to the, uh, we come to the semi-classical. It's for Raggy Ragone and all his buddies at APO 709. It's long ago and far away. Long ago and far away I dreamed a dream Now that dream is here beside me. Long the skies were overcast, 
But now the clouds have passed You're here at last Chills run up and down my spine Aladdin's lamp is mine The dream I dreamed was not denied me Just one look and then I knew That all I longed Turn now to the letters to the editor. Reading your letters is another in our parade of pin-up girls, one of Hollywood's loveliest leading ladies, Miss Phyllis Brooks. <laughs> Welcome to G.I. Journal, fellas. I'm Bing Crosby. Oh, I could have guessed it. You're too stout to be Sinatra. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Phyllis, Frankie isn't so thin anymore. That lad is getting fatter and fatter. Oh. Oh, he's really putting on those pounds, huh? Oh, yes. They're going to wait a little longer now, and as soon as he's visible, they're going to put him in pictures. <laughs> Why, Bing, he's already made a couple of pictures. Well, I know, but Phyllis, I just can't throw the joke out. It's right in here. <laughs> what I really want to talk to you about is the trip you just made overseas. Well, it was a wonderful experience, Bing. And the men all seemed very happy to see me wherever I went. I guess something about me seemed to attract them. Yes, they're wild about charm bracelets, those boys. <laughs> But it must have been tough on a glamour girl living in the jungle. Oh, yes, it was. There weren't even any bathtubs there. Oh, but I'll say one thing, Bing. Not one soldier watched me while I bathed in that lagoon. What was that? Lagoon. Goon. They certainly were. <laughs> I even had to wash all my own clothes out there. No fooling? Oh, but I didn't mind it. And besides, anything I hung up on the clothesline was dry in a few minutes. Oh, the wind kept blowing, huh? No. Soldiers kept sighing. <laughs> but the worst thing of all were the mosquitoes. Mosquitoes are really rugged, huh? Oh, well, can you imagine a, a great big thing flying through the air, aiming right for you, and coming back again and again? You never heard about my experiences with the stork, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, you did have some fun on the trip, didn't you, fellas? Oh, yes. I made friends with the cutest kangaroo. And, and he followed me all over. Kangaroo followed you all over? I can't understand that. Well, I couldn't either, until I looked in the pouch and found a PFC steering. <laughs> <laughs> After a Jeep, I guess anything's easy for those. But it's time we get to these letters from the, from the men, huh, fellas? All right, Bing. Our first letter is from Corporal Steve Even, overseas. Even Steven. Huh? <laughs> right. It's another limerick. 
And uh, how about reading it, Bing? All right. As a mechanic, Snafu was a plumber. He was really a horrible gink. He used his head for a hat rack instead of ever to think. He snafu'd his daily inspection. He won't be going to town. He skipped the check on pressure, and the tires on his Jeep let him down. (laughs) They'll do it every time, too. Our next letter is from Captain Jerry Solomon overseas. Quote, Some time ago, I heard Bing on the G.I. Journal suggesting that if we have anything to say about some outfit to let you have it. Well, I have a plug. It's to the medics. Back in the States, we called them pill pushers. Out here, it's different. Pushing pills is just a minor detail. Saving lives is the big thing, and it isn't an easy job. There aren't any white tile surgical rooms and expensive equipment out here. Instead, there are blacked-out tents, bamboo huts, or maybe a king-size foxhole. You've all heard the stories of service docs working under fire, so I won't go into that. But despite all the difficulties, the injured men over here are getting 100% service. Sometimes, if you get a chance, take a look at the comparison between the lives saved in this war by the medics and the last one. We're so far ahead this time, there's no comparison. So how about a salute to the medics? It'll make them feel good. I know. I've worked with them. Unquote. Well taken and well said, Captain. And you can be sure that everybody here echoes your sentiments about those medics. Look, men, if you have any ideas on your outfit, just send it to G.I. Journal, Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA, and we'll read it for you. Come in. Oh. Oh. What's this? Oh, I'm all in. Oh. What's wrong? Oh, uh, no pep. No life. I'm flat. Flat, eh? Who are you? Oh, just a little old bottle of PX beer. <laughs> To our vocal pinup of the week, we find one of your favorite chickadees in the chant department, Anita Ellis. For Rufus Q and the Ancient Ages at APO 980, Anita reminisces through I'll Remember April. This lovely day will lengthen in Goodbye to all we've ever had Alone where we have walked together I'll remember April and be glad I'll be content you love me once Your lips were warm And love and spring were new But I'm not afraid of autumn And her sorrow For I remember April and you The fire will dwindle into glowing ashes For flames and love live such a little far 
I won't forget, but I won't be lonely. Remember April and I'll smile. I won't forget, but I won't be lonely. Glancing across the pages of G.I. Journal, we see a heading, Advice to the Love Learner. And that means, of course... Me. Poor widow, fragile me. <laughs> fragile? This boy was weaned on compressed air, I think. Well, now that you're here, what's the problem? It's a letter from Corporal Denver Townsend overseas. Says he has a great problem. He falls in love with every girl he sees. With every girl he sees? Yep. Since February, he's become madly infatuated with 19,743 girls. <laughs> 19,743... What's, uh, what's this wolf's problem? Says his howl is wearing out. <laughs> Gotta put this guy on KP. That'll keep his mind off women. Oh, no, they tried that. But sooner or later, along comes a potato shaped like a torso and he's off again. <laughs> I had the same trouble myself once. You? Yep. Uh, I met a girl with five sisters, each one a wallop-a-woozer. At the end of the evening, I was a nervous wreck. Did you kiss them all goodnight? Yep. I wind them up in a wool with their puckers puckered. Then I, I went up and down the line, making like a goldfish. <laughs> that was before you met Rosie Love, of course. Oh, yes. I met Rosie Love at the circus. It was in the tunnel of love. Oh, never forget it. She was sitting in the boat ahead of mine, and I whammed her white smack in the stern. Certainly romantic, meeting your wife in a rowboat. Yep. In 20 years, I've seen her go from flat bottom to landing barge. <laughs> now, with the help of the music maids and the charioteers, we ink up the rollers for Sergeant Al Glick at APO 647, and we all go swinging on a star. <laughs> How would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar And be better off than you are Or would you rather be a mule? A mule is an animal with long funny ears Kicks up at anything he hears His back is brawny and his brain is weak He's just plain stupid with a stubborn streak And by the way, if you hate to go to school you may grow up to be a mule. Or would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar. And be better off than you are. Or would you rather be a pig? A pig is an animal with dirt on his face. His shoes are a terrible disgrace. He has no manners when he eats his food. He's fat and lazy and extremely rude. But if you don't care a feather or a fish, you may grow up to be a pig. 
Or would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar And be better off than you are Or would you rather be a fish? A fish won't do anything but swim in a frog He can't write his name or write a book to fool the people is his only fault. And though he's slippery, <laughs> he still gets caught. But then if that sort of life is what you wish, you may grow up to be a fish. Kind of jumped up slippery fish And all the monkeys are at the zoo Every day you meet quite a few And so you see it's all up to you You can be better than you are You could be swinging on a star Around this time each week, we see a fine figure of a man approaching. Uh, that's um, here I here I I would have been here quicker, but I was a delay, 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 delay. Get tuned up, play something, will you? What are you gonna lay that egg and hatch it right here? Tell all the nice people who you are before it's too late. Oh, me, I'm a lieutenant, captain, major, general, private, sad sack. You sure are. All set to give us another chapter of your life? Oh, I've told you everything. There's nothing more to say. I can't think of a single... We skip the sad sack's early life and we pick up with him at the age of 12 when he's in kindergarten. The teacher asks the sad sack to dust the powder off the blackboard erasers. A few minutes later, and he's back. Sack, your eyes are all red, and there's a lump on your head. What happened? Uh, well, well, you see, the erasers were full of chocolate. Uh, uh, the dust got in my... The air was full of... I got into the wrong powder room. The sad sack leads the life of all normal boys. He goes swimming, and he's the first one to dive in the water. Oh, boy, this is sweet. It's so nice and warm. Come on in. The water's The water's Get me out of here! Comes the war, and the sad sack is hit by a surge of patriotism. He enlists, and they make a cook out of him. After his first meal, he looks at the men around him, and he proudly says, Gee, fellas, wasn't that delicious? Well, I just like to serve you at the brown brown at Lindy, at the Lindy, at the pump, pump, at the rainbow. Wasn't it to their taste? Wasn't it to their stretcher bearers? The sad sack meets a beautiful blonde, and he takes her to the park in the evening. Oh, it's so dark out here. I'm frightened. Hold me close. <laughs> and nobody can see a thing. And now's my chance. I've been waiting for a chance. And now I can try out my new searchlight. The sad sack is shipped overseas, and he's sent out with a walkie-talkie to scout. He spots the enemy. 
Hey, hey, Sarge. Hello, Sarge. I, I, I want to report. Uh, the, 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 I want to report that I captured. I got him into the trap. I got him into the trap. I got him into the help. I'm a prisoner. While the sad sack is in prison, pacing the floor, planning a method of escape, help arrives. Hooray for the army! Three cheers for the cavalry! Hurrah for the infantry! 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 Thanks, Superman! Oh, Bing! Step right into the office, fellas. What is it? Well, there's a letter here from Gar Garfield, Carol Fleet Post Office, who's heard the community sings on G.I. Journal. And Gar would like to have us do the sweetheart of Sigma Chi, kind especially for his wife, Margie. Oh, right up, Gar. I'll go over it once for you to brush up on the words, and then the second time around, all of you folks ought to latch on, huh? The girl of my dreams is the sweetest girl of all the girls I know. Each fair co-ed Like a rainbow trail Fades in the afterglow Oh, the blue of her eyes And the gold of her hair Are a blend of the western sky and the moonlight beams on the girl of my dreams. She's the sweetheart of Sigma Chi. Okay, now all you soldiers, sailors, marines, coast guardsmen, wax, waves, spars, merchant marinemen, and everybody, Kelowna, get in here, hop on, and make it loud, huh? While they're doing a pace job on Kelowna's torn tonsil, I must tell you that was great. If that doesn't set Fred Waring's chorus to rehearsing like mad, I'll eat your helmet liner. But we'll have to cut out now, but before I go, remember what G.I. Joe says. Don't forget, soldier, your appearance is one of the ways by which people judge the United States. Take care of your clothes. Look who's talking. Take care. <laughs> I'll, I'll be seeing you, though. This is Bing Crosby saying so long.
Men, don't forget now, if you want to ride for such stars as Bing, Kay Kaiser, Jack Carson, Bob Hope, Professor Colonna, and Rochester, all you have to do is send in any gag that you think will fit them, and believe me, we'll use it. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.